0: Welcome to BODCAST, the Business of Dentistry podcast, brought to you by Practice Plan. BODCAST delivers the best business advice life stories and practical hints and tips to make your practice a more profitable and sustainable business. And now, here's your host. Hello, my name is Nigel Jones and I'm the Sales and Marketing Director of the Practice Plan Group of Companies, which is Practice Plan, DPAs and Medenta. Welcome to this latest edition of podcast. where I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Sarah Buxton. Welcome, Sarah.
1: Hi, Nigel. Thanks for having me again.
0: Hi, you're, you're very welcome. Always, always useful, insightful stuff from you, Sarah. For those people that may be listening, but maybe don't know your background, I wonder if you could just briefly introduce yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm Sarah Buxton and I am an HR and employment solicitor and director of FTA Law. Um, FTA Law specialises in acting for dentists and healthcare professionals in all aspects of buying, selling and running a dental practice. Um, But as I said, my main specialism is helping practice managers and dental employers in respect of the HR issues that they may come across when um, running their dental practice.
0: Now, I know from uh, all the times that we've had conversations and the meetings we've both been at and things that um, you you really know dentistry. So that point about FTA law, understanding um, dentistry, dentists, dental practice teams is very, very apparent, Uh, which is why it's interesting that um, the the subject that we're going to be talking about for the next 10 or 15 minutes or so is um, about dentistry, but not particularly to your um, HR employment law side of things. So, um, I, I know it's about the um, inquiry that's being launched into the government's handling of the pandemic. So, so how are you getting involved and, and what what made it so important to you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I think um, it's important, first of all, to explain a little bit more about the COVID-19 public inquiry. Um, it's an independent inquiry that's been set up to review the, the UK's response to the pandemic and to learn lessons for the future and the public inquiry will basically launch a major investigation into matters of a public concern and it will seek to address what happened why did it happen and what can be done to uh, prevent it from happening again and um over the the pandemic um, I've been involved in lots of different forums and webinars helping dental practices not only as you say not only in respect of HR but also listening to their issues that they may have in respect of running a business or the clinical side um, and why have things been done and how they've been done so um, I think what and um, why it's uh, attractive to be involved in this, especially for me, is because I think what we can do is raise a lot of these questions to try and get the answers at the inquiry. And um, because let's face it, there are a lot of unanswered questions still that dentists and dental practitioners um, need answers to.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I suppose it's a question of making sure that all parts of dentistry get adequate representation, get adequate voice when it comes to um, feeding into the inquiry?
1: Absolutely. Um, what we've done is we've set up a dental alliance. And um, this is an opportunity for prof- professionals from across the dental sector to be given the vo- a voice at the inquiry. So whether you're private practice, NHS, hygienists, therapists, practice managers, nurses, technicians, and so on, anybody can be involved in it um, and what they can do is help um, shape policy for the future to ensure that any mistakes are prevented from being uh, repeated, or as I say, to get some answers to any questions they may have. Um, And I think it's so important that we have this platform, um, so that people are given the opportunity to express their views and opinions, and it doesn't matter who you are in the dental sector
0: so, um out of interest, who who does get involved in inquiries of this this nature? what What sort of representation would typically happen?
1: Um, so what happens is um we have to um be um added to the inquiry as a core participant, um and that gives us full rights to disclosure and it gives us the right to be legally. Uh, represented. Um, So we're working um, with a QC, um, Sam Karim of um, King's Chambers, who is a specialist in constitutional and public law. Um, And what will happen is um, we have to make an application to be part of the inquiry. um, And we don't think we'll have have a problem being part of the inquiry because um, the dental industry is very specialised in its own right and i think what tends to happen is it gets put within the healthcare industry um but just for hr alone there were so many issues where um the dental world and how the dental practice works was completely different to some of the other areas in the NHS so the guidance we were provided with didn't work for the dental practice um, so therefore that being the case um, we are going to make an application for um, the dental issues and um, that we're going to raise to be heard alone so that we can definitely push forward um, the issues that we've been having and um, as in within the dental industry
0: yeah, that 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 makes a lot of sense. That that specialism point. Do you Know who else might be taking part in inquiry representing dentistry?
1: Um, yeah, so what we've done is we've put a steering committee, um, t- together, um, and they it's of individuals representing the interests of various areas of the sector. Um, so, um, there is a website www.dental-alliance.co.uk where there are members of the steering committee listed on there, um, and we've tried to get have representatives on there from all different sectors so whether that's practice managers dental technicians um, plan clients nhs and so on Um, and and people can apply to be on that steering committee we're happy uh, for that to grow if if needs be and just to make sure that we do ensure that everybody is is represented
0: yeah, I think it's it's quite a challenge, that isn't it? Because um, that there is so many different ways that different parts of the the dental world were impacted, and you mentioned then about NHS versus private, because if you're a largely NHS um, dentist practice owner, you will have a very Different view of what happened compared to someone that was 100% private fee item, for example. So there's, there's there's some 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 differences just at the dentist level, but then when you start thinking about the the wider um, industry, dental laboratories, for example, um, that that and and some of the other roles within the dental team, I guess their experiences will be quite varied, and the the answers they want will be very varied.
1: Absolutely, and I think it's so important that everybody um, is given the opportunity to have uh, their voice heard or their view. Um, this in um, this inquiry, I think, if we they, they it, it's public inquiries are quite high profile events, and if I th- there's been some notable ones in the past, such as the Hillsborough disaster, at Grenfell Tower, um, and they only come along. Um, after an an event where we feel as though this needs some sort of investigation. And this is the only opportunity we're going to get to try and get some answers um, as to what's happened and also to shape public policy going forward. I think um, what we've learned over the last um, two years or so um, is that Um, there needs to be a change Um, and I think um, what we can try and do is uh, change dentistry or change the way that uh, the focus going forward um, uh, and it's difficult because um, I'm not saying that there's going to I I think it's important that people realise that there isn't going to be a civil or uh, criminal uh, conviction at the end of this what it's about is people truly understanding what the dentist uh, or the dental industry the hygienist therapists, practice managers and so on have been through and um, so that we can shape policy for the future
0: yeah that makes total sense because I think everyone will have woken up to the fact that this is almost certainly not going to be our last ever pandemic and that there have to be well, I mean, I suppose um just speaking uh, as myself as a member of the public, there was this overriding sense of the government making things up as they went along. And to a certain extent, that's not surprising. But now we've actually been through something real rather than a theoretical exercise. There have to be lessons to learn about what should be done differently, what could have been done better, what we could have done more of or less of and so on and so forth. And I, I guess that's the point you're making is that this purpose of this inquiry is is to make sure we've properly understood all of that
1: yeah and i think it's so important that um, people are not missed out um and that and that is why we put a, a steering committee together to try and uh, reach different areas of this sector to try and get as many views as possible um because uh w- FTA Law, we're fully independent. We can take the views of many people um, and that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to reach um, and gather as many thoughts from as many people as possible so that when we do attend the the inquiry, um, we've got the full picture uh, and we can make sure that we're acting in everyone's best interests.
0: Absolutely. So so what do you see as as the sort of the timeline and the next steps that will be taken?
1: Um, The the timeline um, uh, that's been provided for the COVID inquiry um, in itself is actually four years. um, But that is across um, the nation. So um, we've got to appreciate that this isn't just for the dental industry. There will be Uh, hospitality represented, there'll be healthcare, there'll be other sectors, construction and so on, who will also take part in the inquiry. Um, Knowing what um, the legal system and these things alike, I think four years probably will turn into six, <laughs> probably turn into eight. Um, so it, it's going to be a, a, a long uh, a long process. Um, but what does happen next is that we have to wait for some um, terms of reference to be published, and they are due to be published in May. Um, and what that means is, um once we get those terms of reference um we will be able to apply to be a core participant um within that within the inquiry and um, and then that will allow us to put across the views of the sector and um, so at the moment what we're doing is um, we are inviting as many people as possible and um, to sign up to the website and um, so that we can keep them updated and um, we will be gathering thoughts and um, so that um, we can get um, as many thoughts as possible um and as many issues as possible um and we will structure that for for people to make sure um that there will be um s- uh, the way we collect that information will be very structured um people can apply to join the steering committee if they have um uh, an audience or people who they can take information from um, to so that we can gather these thoughts um, and um, show support by um, following us on social media and so on. Um, so uh, there'll be the next the next step for us um is um to wait until may um to make the application to be a, a core participant um, but like i say i don't i don't think we'll have any issues with that because i think we'll be able to um explain um, the issues that the dental industry have had and why it should be dealt with um, because it, it's separate to the rest of the healthcare profession
0: uh, sound, sounds excellent, Sarah, and very, very important, even if the timescale is four to six years, because I think uh, I don't think anyone will disagree. We It is vital that we learn the right lessons and uh, that we safeguard the dental industry for anything that may not happen in the future. Of course, we will hope it won't do. But um, we, we have to be prepared or as prepared as we can be to, to handle it as well as we can do if it should arise again. So you've mentioned a few times about websites and following on social media. How How do people find you easily?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Um, so what we've done is we've set, it, it's got the Dental Alliance, um, which we're calling the, the group, um, the COVID-19 Inquiry Dental Alliance. Um, it has its own standalone website, which is www.dental-alliance.co.uk. Um, and there's the opportunity for people to sign up on that website. And what you will receive is updates as to what's happening um, and when and how we need your help. Um, Um, And there's lots more information on the website, who's involved um, and and how you can help and and support um, the the, uh, Dental Alliance to make sure um, that we we can follow this through. We make sure that we um, are representative um, of everyone's views at the inquiry.
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for explaining all of that to us, Sarah. I think it's... uh, It's one of those things that's just gonna grow and grow in importance. And I'm sure that the the dental profession is very grateful for you taking the lead and the initiative on this this thing. So thank you very much indeed for your time today and uh, look forward to to being involved personally, as well as helping um, anyone else that wants to get involved. Many thanks.
1: Thank you, Nigel.